It is day three of Dafchaf Aleph. We are holding the Gemara Aleph on the base about six lines up from the bottom of the page. We've been learning about two cases in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had, we listed, 11 differences, 11 stringencies of Kodesh, sacrificial food over Truma, over the portion given to the Kohen with respect to Tuma and Tara, ritual purity and impurity. Two of those cases, we said, perhaps seem to be a bit similar. They may both be related to the laws of Chatzitza. Rabbi Ilah came and told us they're actually both to do with Chatzitza. Both the first case, which says that you're not allowed to dip in a mikveh two utensils, one sitting inside the other for Kodesh, but you can for Truma. And the fifth case, which relates to dipping in a mikveh, an item of clothing that has small knots, loose knots in it, or that is already wet, both of them are to do with Chatzitza. That's what Rabbi Ilah came to teach us. Now, we all already knew that the fifth case was because of Chatzitza. No one seems to dispute that. The question is, was Rabbi Ilah right about the first case? Is that also to do with Chatzitza? Now, because Rabbi Ilah told us that the first case was also because of Chatzitza, that meant that he was consistent with his position elsewhere, that there aren't actually 11 stringencies in the Mishnah. There are actually 10, because stringencies 1 and 5 are actually both to do with the same thing. They're both to do with Chatzitza, the laws of interposition. Today the Gemara gives a different interpretation of the first case of the Mishnah. The Gemara gives a view, unlike Rabbi La. Rabbi La said the first case was about Chatzitza, interposition. Along comes Rav, or Rav is going to tell us there's nothing to do with Chatzitza. And actually, it is a completely separate Chumrah. And if it's a separate Chumrah, there should actually be 11 stringencies in the Mishnah, not 10, because cases 1 and 5 are not double counting the same stringency. Cases 1 and 5 are distinct stringencies, and that's what the Gemara is going to say. Rava Amar Rava says, From the fact that case number five, when a garment has not seen it or it's wet, that that's because of Chatzitza, the laws of interposition, that's why it's a problem for Kodesh. It must be that the first case of the Mishnah, dipping a utensil that's sitting inside another utensil together in a mikvah, that that can't be done for Kodesh, that cannot be because of the laws of interposition. It can't be to do with Chatzitza. It must be something else. Varesha Hanutama. What is the reason for the first case of the Mishnah? So he says, I'll tell you what the case is, what the reason is. The reason why you're not allowed to dip two utensils, one sitting inside the other in a mikvah for the purposes of purifying them for Kodesh, is not because of chatzitza interposition, it's because The rabbis issued a decree because they were concerned that if someone would dip in a mikvah two utensils, one inside the other at the same time, they might come to immerse needles and spinning hooks within a utensil whose opening is not at least the size of a skin bottle's tube. What is going on here? So we'll explain. Skin bottles are leather bags for holding liquids. They had a tube attached as a spout. That tube was quite narrow. It was called the shvoferes hanoid. The skin bottle's tube, it had a standard size. Now, if the opening of the outer utensil, when you have one utensil sitting inside another, if the opening of the outer utensil is smaller than the size of a skin bottle's tube, in other words, the space for the water to enter into that utensil is quite small, then the water inside that vessel is considered to be separate from the rest of the mikveh. Even though the water can flow in and out, theoretically, Nonetheless, because it's such a small hole there, if it's less than that size of a skin bottle's tube, then we consider the water inside that utensil to be separate from the rest of the mikveh. So therefore, if you take a needle or a spinning hook or some other small object, and you want to put it inside a very narrow-necked container, so it's a utensil inside another utensil, and you want to put them both together in the mikveh, so if 
the item, if the the outer utensil, the larger of these two small utensils, has a tube that the space within that tube is smaller than this skin bottle's tube, then the water inside it, which is serving as the utensil in which this needle is sitting to be dipped in the mikvah, we just said that that water inside there is not considered to be connected to the rest of the mikvah. In which case, the needle that you just placed inside it to dip in the mikvah is not gone in the mikvah. It's not a valid dipping in the mikvah because the water inside there is not 40 sar and it's not connected to the rest of the mikvah. And therefore, there is no volume of 40 sar of water to dip this item in the mikvah. So essentially what Rava is saying is that it's conceivable that there would be a case where a utensil cannot be dipped in a mikvah while it's sitting inside another utensil. Because there's a case where you have a very, very small utensil that has in it a vacancy, a hole, that is smaller than this minimum size. And you put a needle in it and you want to dip it in a mikvah and that would be an invalid dipping in a mikvah. Since there is such a case where it's not valid to dip two utensils in a mikvah one side the other, when they're both very, very small, therefore the rabbi has decreed that for Kodesh you can never do it. That's what they were concerned about. It's not because of Chatzitza. They were concerned about this rule. This rule that there's a minimum size for a void within one utensil. And sometimes if you have a utensil that has a void that's smaller than that, it will not be kosher to put another utensil inside it and put it in a mikvah. Now, where does this rule come from? So the Gemara says, Kedisnan, as we learned in the following Mishnah. There's a Mishnah in Mikvos. The Mishnah says, Eruv Mikvos Kishvoferes Hanoid. The mingling of Mikvos is accomplished through a connection of the size of a skin bottle's tube. As we know, to be valid, a mikvah has 40 sar of water, as we've said. A mikvah that doesn't have the required amount of 40 sar can be made valid by connecting it to a complete and valid mikvah. How do you connect mikvahs? That's a process known as hashaka. Hashaka means you allow the waters of the two mikvahs to mix. So one of the mikvahs can be 30 sar. The other one is a perfectly kosher mikvah. It's 40 sar or more. You create a tube that connects the two mikvahs, and even the one of 30 sar becomes a kosher mikvah. However, the connection point between them has a minimum size. The hole in the wall that allows the water or the tube that allows the water to flow from one to the other has to be at least the size of a skin bottle's tube. That's the subject of this Mishnah. So the Mishnah says the mingling of mikvahs is accomplished through a connection of the size of a skin bottle's tube, but not just the skin bottle's tube, but ka'ovya v'chachalola. It's got to be the thickness of the tube and the size of its hole. It's not enough for the hole between the two mikvahs to be as large as the hole of the skin bottle's tube. The hole between the two mikvahs has to be as large as the hole of the tube plus the thickness of the walls of the tube. So when you have a gap, a hole in the wall between these two mikvahs allowing hashaka for the waters to mingle, it has to be as large as the outer circumference of the tube. Not the inner circumference of the tube, but the outer circumference, including the thickness of the walls of the tube, the void in, in the middle and the thickness of the walls. So the outer circumference of the walls. That rule we learn from that Mishnah. And it's that rule that the rabbis were concerned about in our Mishnah. Why they decreed you can't dip two utensils, one inside the other in a mikvah, because they were concerned that if you had a very small outer utensil, that had a very small hole in it, 
the same size as this skin bottles tube and you put a needle inside it that would not be a kosher way of putting that in the mikvah because the water inside it would not be considered connected to the to the rest of the water of the mikvah and therefore they decreed you therefore cannot dip ever a utensil inside another utensil for the purposes of kodesh nothing to do with chatzitsa interposition to do with another chumrah so the gemara comments as we said it would savarla so rava who says that this is nothing to do with Chatzitza, it's to do with a completely different Chumrah altogether, he holds, he holds like Rav Nachman, who said in the name of Rav Baravua, that in this Mishnah, there were 11 stringencies, 11 heightened standards decreed for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Not 10, like Rabbi La said. Rabbi La said there were 10 because two of the rules were both about Chatzitza, about interposition. Along comes Ravah and says, no, 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 the first case is not about Chatzitza, it's a completely independent stringency. And therefore there are 11 different stringencies. Now having started the statement of Ravah, we're going to complete the statement of Ravah. The first six stringencies apply The first six stringencies in the Mishnah apply both to Kodesh and to Chulin that was prepared according to the Tahara standard of Kodesh. We explained this when we learnt Rabbi Ilah's statement, that the 10 statements according to Rabbi Ilah, or the 11 according to Rava, are actually split into two categories. The first half, well, they all, they all apply to Kodesh and not to Truma. We know that, that's the whole point of the Mishnah. But the first half of them don't only apply to Kodesh, they also apply to unconsecrated food, chulin, that was prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh. But Acharonus, the last five, the second half of them, Le Kodesh, only apply to Kodesh. But they do not apply to unconsecrated food that was prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh. So that is the second way of learning the Mishnah. Rabbi La said both both cases one and five are about chatzitza interposition and therefore there are only really 10 cases in the Mishnah. The first five apply to Kodesh and not to Truma. The second five apply to Kodesh and not to Truma. But the first five apply also to Chulin that was prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh. And the second five don't. Along comes Ravan says, no, there are really 11 cases in the Mishnah because cases one and five are not to do with the same rule about chatzitza. They're to do with different things. Case five is about chatzitza. Case one is more about a concern, about a very narrow clee and dipping a utensil a needle or something very small inside a very narrow void in another clee which wouldn't be valid to connect the mikveh water to what to the void to the water sitting inside the void inside that utensil therefore there are really 11 chumra stringencies in the mishnah that apply to kodesh not to truma the first six apply to kodesh and to chulin unconsecrated food that um, is treated like kodesh and the second five apply to kodesh but not to unconsecrated food treated to the Torah standard of kodesh we're going to hold it for today and continue tomorrow. I wish you all a very good day.